You're listening to the Mazingo Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Mazingo. Um, Just a brief introduction on myself. I was a 15th round draft pick by the New York Mets in the 2003 MLB draft. And I was a 6th round pick by the Kansas City Royals in the 2006 MLB draft. Uh, I spent 6 seasons pitching professionally. And now I own Mazingo Baseball. And I am very excited to welcome y'all to the Mazingo Baseball Podcast. Enjoy. We're back with Michael Richards for part two of the mistakes that high school players make. We're going to jump right into the fire, so let's get it. Anyways, right, so let's get back in. We've talked about not enough throwing, intensity of throwing. What else you got for us? What are some of the other mistakes that high school right, players all make? Right, so I'm, lo- I'm looking at my list here, and you're going to love this one because it's the same thing, uh, showcasing that you suck. Um, oh, geez. If you oh, are no geez. good. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're no good, and I mean that jokingly, but – no, These but you kids. really don't. You really don't. Um, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, they're people good. I mean, the they're way. good enough to be on a high school team. They're good well, enough so, to be on a high school team, but they're well, looking look, you in the eyes telling you they want to play at a Division One university, and they can't – they're not doing that, you know. So, yeah. like, why are you – you know, they're, they're going out and showcasing what they can't do instead of trying to make it better, basically. Yeah. So, look, I tell and – I, and, I, and I really do. Um, I tell almost every kid that trains with me, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I tell them that they suck. I mean, they're like, what? Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't suck. I'm like, yeah, you actually do. Um, and I was like, you all right, do, well, tell yeah. me this. Who's the best player you know? And they'll say, oh, so-and-so, he's going to this D1 college next year. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, guess what? He sucks, too. And they're like, oh, he's, really, <laughs> he's really good. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. Uh, I was like, he's like, good uh, for a high school kid. But in the grand scheme uh-huh. of things, the goal is to be a major league player, right? And like, yeah. I was like, does he suck compared to a major league player? And they're like, yeah. I was like, then he sucks. And he sucks. That's it. Yep. And, that, and, and that's the, the, thing, the, the like, whole point of that is that you have a long ways to go. There's a long ways yeah. to go. If you think you're good now, you haven't even touched the surface yet. You have a long way yeah, to and, go. And it's it's I've noticed a big problem, and I and I I celebrate games with guys and not guys. I've noticed a lot of guys will get there, what I, what I, yeah, as we should. And, and I've noticed a lot of guys will, you know, what we call beginner gains and, you know, they, they hit, you know, they were throwing 75 when they got here, 72 and now they're throwing 83 or something like that. And yeah, that's a big jump. It's great. And, and that's very serviceable at a high school level, you know, cause they can pitch and throw 83, 84, 84, whatever. But like, like you just said, you know, they will tell you my goal is not just to be a high school pitcher. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to play in college and all that. And I'm like, well, we ain't there yet, chief, you know? And so right. like, you're taking your foot off the gas and like, we really, you know, we've got like a 15 hour drive and you're already starting to put the brakes on and we ain't, we're like an hour into the drive. Right. And you know, like that's, that's where, a lot of this happens. And, and I mean, dude, I've got a showcase team, you know, I mean, there are some, there are some people that play on it that, you know, uh, that I'm looking at and I'm like, I probably should have told them that they, you know, we build our showcase schedule so they can still train during the week, you know, right. Uh, we're not gone all week. You know, we, we play on the weekends and that's on purpose, you know, right. 
I do have a goal of playing some bigger stuff, but like, I don't want to ever get in a situation where we're traveling all the time and playing, you know, because even the best one, the ones that are already division one players, like they still need to be training, you know? Right. Absolutely. But that, that is my, that is my, um, that's the next one there. Uh, all right. So before we go on, I'm pretty sure I hijacked that a little bit. So, yeah, I took that down a road that I don't think you really meant by showcasing that you suck. I think you were trying to get at about kids that don't have the necessary tools yet going to all these crazy showcases when you, it just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, and that playing on showcase teams and that. And, and then, of course, <clears throat> I guess it's kind of one of those piggyback things that I also crack up when I hear about, like, 13-year-old showcase teams, you know. And I'm like, what, like, what are you showcasing, you know, but. Right. Like it's one no of those things that, you know, like yet. you got to be careful with just, you know, what the word show. There's just, you know, and I mean, it's the free market and capitalism is is the best route, you know, for a society and all that. But there are going to be situations that, you know, it does create buyer beware type situations. And right. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you got to be careful with that. And, you know, like it, they just guys need to be honest with themselves. And that's where, and I get, do playing's fun. I love coaching this team. Like, this, I swore, if you had asked me eight years ago if I would have a showcase team, I would have, I would have gotten pretty smart with you, honestly. Right. Um, but I, I love it. And honestly, it gives me a chance to see them. I did not realize how much different it is to see them in a game versus oh, in man. Here, Big where time. I can Big be time. like, okay, this is what they need. Yeah, it's major. I, I never realized that until I got out on a field with them. And I'm like, oh, that looks a lot worse here than it does in the gym. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right. Or it looks so, better or whatever. It's more serviceable, you know. But All right, so I'm trying to avoid these tangents. Uh, but this is something that comes up a lot with college coaches. They call me about players. And I, and I make sure I tell every single college coach, just keep in mind that I don't actually see the kids that I train on the field there's a huge difference on the field versus what they do in there with me so i try my hardest to get them to talk to their high school coaches um now Mm -hmm. that's becoming less and less of a thing um they 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 more so want to talk to their showcase travel ball coaches whatever you want to call them um versus the high school coaches um but i tell i I make sure i make that very clear that there's a big difference in the training side and on-field performance. Those are two very different things. Make sure you keep that in mind. What I tell you is yeah. only related to the training side. I can't tell you how they perform yeah. in games. I just don't it's know. It's straight numbers. Yeah, it's straight right. numbers with, uh, with, with inside right. because we know what the velocity is. But, like, you know, can the kid locate this? Can he? Does he know how to pitch? Is he a competitor? It's harder to see that in the gym, you know. Uh, and just like you said, I mean, there's just times that, and then, I mean, all the way down to the fact that we don't have dirt on our mound in here, it makes a difference, you know, like right, absolutely. things are just different in a game, you know, Absolutely. and me being an old catcher, that's, that stuff for a long time. I didn't get, you know, I, I right. just didn't. And, right. you know, so it just, it just makes, you know, there's one in particular kid that we had that trains with us that like, you know, I remember last year telling him like, dude, I've never seen anybody compete like you. Your velocity has to get higher. But like I will, I will toot your horn to every coach I get a chance to. This kid was just a bulldog. Like he would get out right. there, and like he is competing. He hit, we we play college kids. We're like 16, 17 year olds in the fall. We scrimmage colleges. We don't play tournaments or anything when we play fall ball. 
Nice. And he goes out and he takes a comebacker off from a freaking grown college dude to the ribs. And like, I mean, I was like, that broke his ribs. It had to. Right. And I go out there and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm scared. I was like, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you just got hit in the ribs. And I'm like looking over and his parent, you know, like they're like, he's fine. You know, and like everything was fine, you know, and he finished it. It was unreal. Like just one of those guys, but his velocity wasn't high. So in the gym, I would have been very underwhelmed with him. Right, you know? exactly. And and now he's actually, he's up there around 81, 80, you know, so he's getting up there now. And, you know, he's right. going to do well in college. Like he's just one of those guys. So, but yeah, that, that, so there is a place for that, but the showcase events, especially, and we have one coming up, you know, like, and there's going to be some guys there that I'm going to be like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, but it, it is what it is. But like, you just, you guys, if you're listening to this, or if there's a parent listening to this, just, just be honest with yourself. And it's not really a showcase event that's going to hurt you, you know, uh, especially if it's like, say, a camp, and you're a ninth grader or something like those, those coaches know that you're going to progress and all that. But if you're like a junior and you're at a and you 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 want to pitch in college and velocity's not everything but it's a foot in the door and like you need to understand that and if you're throwing like 76 and you feel like you you know maybe if you're left-handed and you have a hammer breaking ball that's very serviceable you might get away with it you know somewhere but like you need to be really real with yourself and yeah just you need to don't look don't at go that to money the- you're spending yeah, that time well, don't you're spending go over to, that money you're spending. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, that time that you're spending and that money you're spending on showcases, you need to search out a good private facility and and like make do some vet work on it. Make sure that I mean, reach out to me on Twitter if I know them. Like I mean, I I'll, I'll help you vet them if, you, if I don't know who that you know like me, Harold. I'm sure Harold do the same thing. Like if you're not in our area, um, you know, like I'll I. We, we make a lot of contacts all over the country through social social media, and we're pretty well-versed in who does good work and who doesn't, you know? So, like, right. don't be afraid right. to reach out and be like, hey, this guy's in my area. What do you think about him? Does he do – what do you think, you know? Like, I'd right. be happy to help somebody with that. So, Absolutely. and on top of that, we have a remote program if you don't have somebody in your area. You know, it's not as good as – it's not as good as the, you know, as being in person. But, I mean, our remote program is pretty good and gets better every day. So, good stuff. Anyways. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so what I was to say is, don't if if you're that guy throwing 72, don't go over to University of Arkansas showcase and think yeah. that, or wonder why they're not yeah. talking to you because it ain't happening. Yes, yes, it ain't happening. All right, let's move on. Yes. What's, what's number four right. on your list? Next one, and again, it I guess it could piggyback on this, but uh, it's the second one is is playing multiple sports when you don't need to be playing multiple sports. And oh I, boy, oh boy, welcome to Pandora's box care. here. Okay, okay, I, I, okay. I'm, I like it. I'm, I like I'm it. over caring. Like yeah, I'm over caring. <laughs> um, I know, I know that it's, I, I hate dogma, and that's what this has become. It's dogma. So basically, just religious things that are repeated because we were told to repeat it. That's what dogma is. Yep. And there, there are too many kids and i always tell this story and i may not i can't remember if i told you this story or not harold if i did on the last episode then you can stop me but i'll make it short and i don't use names or anything but i had a kid come to me a long time ago 
And this kid walked in, and I've never seen a kid pass the eye test better than this. I mean, he was huge and long right. and left left handed. He was tall, but he wasn't skinny. And I'm like, this is gonna this is a professional player right now, you know. So I start talking to him. He's a junior in high school, and I'm like, so what do you throw now? I throw 74. I'm like, what? You know, so okay. And then in my mind, I'm like, well, this will be easy. You know, like if he's already throwing, if he's only throwing 74, we're going to get some gains real quick because like if I can't make this guy throw 90, I quit. You know, like I don't deserve to be doing this. So I'm kind of talking to him and, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know why you're not throwing hard now, but like I going to feel this is going to be awesome. Be here tomorrow at four o'clock. He says, I can't be here tomorrow at four o'clock. Okay. He said, I got basketball practice. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Hey, I was like, man, you know, you, and I always say this, you're a kid and your social development is more important. Even though some coaches don't understand this, your social development as a person is more important than sports. So like if your life is not going to be complete without that second sport, you need to play that sport. You, you do. And I, I truly believe that because development as a human being is more important. And I'm like, but I said to him, I said, well, I, I'm not one to tell people like, quit this sport, you know, because if you love something, you need to play it. If your life's not going to be the same, if you're not playing that sport, then you need to play it. He looks me straight in the eyes and he says, I don't even like basketball. I'm playing oh, it because geez. college coaches love two sports at two sport athletes. That's, oh, that's his exact word. And, and I feel so sorry for this kid. I don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast, but if he does and he hears that, like, dude, you were the victim of dogma. And I hate that so much because they college coaches, if you if for anybody listening to this, please hear me on this. If you are not good enough to help them win games, they don't give a crap if you play 10 sports. They don't care. Absolutely. You Absolutely. have to. And what, what is happening is when I was growing up, I'm 42 years old. When we were growing up, playing a second sport was the best option for an off-season program for what you're trying to get better at. If you played baseball, football was a great off-season program or training, you know, option for baseball because it was all that was available. Well, it's not all that's available now, and right. we, we every freaking sport is twenty is it's it's twelve months out of the year now. Every single one of them. And so, if you're going to play a second sport, you pretty much have you're a you're in season all year long. And for a strength coach, performance coach in season is a dirty word, you know, because we really can't do much at all when you're in season of any sport because of the, like we were talking about the chronic and acute demands, the, uh, the workload. So the workload is constantly spiked when you're in season. So we, as a performance coach are completely handcuffed with what we can do. We really have two choices and one is not good at all. We can, and that, that choice that's not very good is to cover our eyes and close our ears and go, la, 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 you're not doing anything else. I don't care what you're doing at school. We're going to continue with my program and basically run you in the ground until you're injured. And that's what's right. going to happen because no matter what you think, you're not Superman and you're going to break. Uh, the other option is to basically do no harm and do no good. And because right. we have to constantly tiptoe around your workload schedule so that we never can really get anything done 
And right. that's really where we're at with that. And because that second sport, it, it's really a time thing. And I've, I've seen several kids and, and parents are, are pretty bad about it too. And I'm bad about it. I don't manage time very well, but you, you just don't have an unlimited amount of time and energy in a given day. There are certain, right. they're just, there's just not enough time. So if you have a goal of playing baseball or basketball, soccer, whatever, in uh, college and the, the reason that we got to where we're at is because the Bo Jacksons of the world didn't need an off season program. Right. He was a freak from the day he was born. And right. so he could play five sports. If Bo Jackson were, were 16, 15 years old right now, Bo could play every single sport and have a division one offer in every single one of those sports. And it would be fine. And that's how we got here because everybody right. looks at the results and thinks that it, they look at the symptom of things or the result, whichever one you want to look at. It, and, and we call it, we say that is the reason we, we have it backwards, you know, like, and we, that's a human nature thing. We look at Absolutely. like what's happening and go, and we go, okay, that's what caused it. No, that's the, that's the result. You know, like he got <laughs> right. to play all of the sports because he was already good. You know, right. the, the multiple sports did not in any way, shape, form, or fashion make Bo who he was or Patrick Mahomes, whatever. Patrick played bait and threw absolute cheddar. I've got a buddy that covered that that is a, a regional scout for an MLB team and he covers Texas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And he he, he watched Mahomes throw and he's just like, dude, it was absolute fuss. You know, like oh, he bet, was just good. He's an athlete, you know, like he's yeah. just freaking good. And yeah. you don't get like that playing multiple sports you know you just get to play multiple sports if you're already like that and there's just not many of us that are already like that so we've got to train so you got to pick something and i i don't it is what it is i hate that it's not like that you know but it's just what it is your competition is playing one sport they're not playing it all year they're playing it in the appropriate season and then they're training for it in the off season that's what's going on so right the, All right, so, so I, I, I really I, got, I probably should have let off with that. So no, so I've got I've got a few things, a few things there. Um, number one, um, I, I asked you this earlier because we kind of got to make a distinction here. Is there an age cutoff we're talking about here? Um, and I just yes. give you my thoughts first. I give you my thoughts yes. first. Um, I am a big fan of younger athletes, or yo I shouldn't say younger athletes, I just say younger kids playing mm -hmm. a lot of sports. Um. Yeah, and I'm once they get into the high school that, level, yeah. once they get to the high school yes. level, things get a little bit different for me. But let me get your thoughts on that before I move on. Yeah, so and I'm really, really bad about I'm envisioning basically tenth grade and older when I say that. And I actually okay. have a flow Fair chart enough. that I that I uh, I have a flow chart that I built a couple years ago that basically is like should I play a second sport? And then it, it is, it, it's, it's some of my better work, honestly. It, and it's, you know, it's like, yes, should I play a second sport? You know, and it asks the question, you know, like, well, what's the, and I can't remember all I, I, I need to put that back up, but you know, basically, yeah. Like once they get to an age to where they're old enough to be like, if they look you in the eyes and you can tell they're mature enough to kind of understand what they're saying. And they're like, I want to play college baseball. And, Really and truly, if they're telling you, I want to play professional baseball and they're like 11 years old, well, every kid at 11 years old wants to do that, you know. Right. But All once right. they hit about 13 and they realize that college is probably what's going to happen first, 
and they say that that then they're getting into that age you know that age range you know to where they understand you know what they're saying you know and like that they you know they, then it's it's maybe getting time to start talking about it. and it also depends on the sport you know if it's football i mean yeah football kind of eh i guess it depends on the sport maybe i shouldn't say that because it, they're all year round but like basketball is notorious for screwing the baseball season it's really right, hard, right, you know right, because right. It, yep. it's it's you know you can semi get away with football especially at a younger age you know but like you know basketball if they really are trying to prepare for baseball and once they get into the age about eighth grade when they're practicing every day it's really tough you know yeah yep, yep. uh, but so, yeah yeah as far as ages go yeah definitely the younger guys like younger girls and guys leave them alone let them play as many as they want and it but on the same end of the spectrum don't force them into another sport like if they absolutely. don't want to play That's another sport don't make into, them but yep yeah absolutely. don't make them absolutely uh, they, um, they're just gonna hate it if you do you, you you make a kid do something and see how good that how well that goes it's yep. not gonna go well so so you brought you brought up something that was absolute fire a while ago um and that was about the most athletic kids can play multiple sports because of the yep. most athletic kids they can do what they want to do they're just gifted yep. athletically right um the kids that has to scratch, fight, and claw, you're really up against it if you're trying to play multiple sports. It's not – so they hear the message about colleges loving multi-sport athletes. Of course they love yep. multi-sport athletes. So we're talking about the athletic of the athletic, right? They love those yeah. guys. Everybody loves them, okay? Of course, But yeah. if you're not that guy, like you just being a quote-unquote multi-sport athlete doesn't make you into that category. I hate to break it to you, right? Yep. Um, Yep. But the one thing that I do tell people is this, and I think you were you were alluding to this too, and you may have even said it exactly like this. If players really, really love another sport, I will always yep. tell them, then go do it. Like I'm not gonna stop. Like if it's something you love to do and this is your last time you're ever gonna get a chance to do it. I think you were talking about this when you're talking about like being a person and you know, the social yep. skills and all that stuff. That's definitely more important. Go do it. Even if and, and I hate this, but even if you love cross country as much as I can't stand it, oh, go run cross yeah. country. Then, if you love it, go run. Then, no, I'm not stopping yeah. from doing that. If you love it, go do it. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there's nothing like uh, a 90 think, pound kid that needs to gain weight that, that's running cross country, and you're like, oh, yeah. Man, but now, if you tell me, if you tell me you're this. doing it right, but if you tell me you're doing it to stay in shape for baseball, stop yeah. that nonsense right now. Yeah, like, I'm gonna nope, that. Cut that yeah. out. Cut that out. Yeah. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Number five, last one, right? Last one, yep. All right, let me look at my list here. Yeah, so the last one, and this is – I don't know if this goes on everywhere, but uh, so we – and it's, it's prevalent in, I guess, around here, but basically it's – there are strength programs or not programs. There are, there are weightlifting classes basically at school that are being they're popping up at every high school more and more yep and and the 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 thought process behind it is good you know um and some coaches will force their athletes into them and that that's a different story and and Mm -hmm. i have my opinions on that it doesn't matter yep uh but these for a lot of kids at certain high schools are optional right and and this is a big there's a whole lot of, of variables in this but and 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 let's call this what it is. I don't, I'm, I'm always truthful. Uh, this is something I'm dealing with and I'm 
very frustrated with right now <laughs> because the one the, it, it frustrates me when we have kids that their parents are already paying for them to come up here and, and train here. And, and I don't mean for this to sound so egotistical, but like I, I've been basically fixated on this stuff for over 20 years now. And I've screwed up so much that I can comfortably say that this program is very, very good. I've got it to a place to where it is finally good enough for me to say that I feel like it's a really, really good program. Right. It's not perfect. And it's, it'll in three years, I'll be making fun of what I'm doing right now because it'll be better. And, you know, but this is a really good program. So when you opt into the, if it's an optional weightlifting, weight training class or any type of exercise class, and I get what they're doing. They're looking at, they're like, well, first off, I can get it done during school and I don't have to go do something after school. And, you know, and they, they look at it from a strength training standpoint or a weightlifting standpoint. And they're like, it's lifting weights, whatever, you know, and it's just not the same. And right. then, you know, so basically what you're doing is, and, and this, I want to preface this and, and by chance, if there are any school coaches listening to this, please understand this. And, and I'm not, if you know me personal, like I personally, I'm, I'm a suit, I'm a really nice guy. And this sounds standoffish and I don't mean for it to when I say stuff like what I just said about the school classes and my program being better, but understand this. So if we were to flip the script and I were to go try to run a football practice or even maybe a baseball practice in a high school setting, a normal high school parent or a normal parent or person watching that practice would be like, yep, it's practice, whatever, you know, like they wouldn't really think much of it. If right. you watched me run that practice, you would be like, what is he doing? You know, and you would absolutely shred me apart, rightfully so, because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't right. run. I've never coached in the school setting before in my life. I don't know what I, I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I know how to run workouts. I know how to run a private gym. I know how to do stuff like that. So when the situation that we have now, and like I said, I, it sounds worse than I mean it, but when school coach, sport coaches are forced to run the weight room, or people that just work out on their own that don't really have any training uh, background for athletes are working with athletes. It's not a, it doesn't turn out very well. And uh, well, look, it's kind it, of the it, same thing. It, you know? it goes to something that I mentioned earlier about you can only ask people to do what they know, right? Like what they, they know. Yep. You only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, right. The right. issue becomes and, egos involved. And I think that's what you're getting at it, here. It can be. Yeah. And, and what they're doing, and, and honestly, it's not even what they're doing is they're looking at the kids that, that don't have the means to come to a place like this. And they're mm -hmm. trying to provide that opportunity for them. And that's, that's, I get it. You know, like yeah, I'm not saying don't have the class. One of these days, I hope to be able to work a plan out to where there is a way for the kids that are coming to a private facility that's been vetted by the school to get a way to opt out of those classes, you know, and I, that may be, there are some schools around here locally that I could see that happening with very easily. And there are some schools that I can see, they will absolutely shoot that idea down. But, you know, right. that's one of those things that I'm hoping to get to one of these days. But the main point of this is don't opt into, if it's optional, don't opt into one of those classes when you are, when you have the option to come to a place that is a private training facility where the program is, one of the better ones that you'll ever find. Right. And I'm not just naming myself. I'm saying anywhere, you know, like when you got now, if there's not a good option, then, you know, it is what it is. But 
what you're doing basically then is you're burning through the productive energy that your body has on a daily basis. So like, you know, we train everything we do up here basically is to become more explosive. And there is only, even if you're not exhausted, you're not tired, there is still only a certain amount, a limited resource of explosive energy that is used on, and available on a daily basis to become more explosive. If you're dead, if you're tired and you're not able to produce explosive movement, you can't train to become more explosive. You know, you're only training to stay the same. Right. So, you know, like your body has to be explosive in order to get more explosive. You have to do right. explosive things. And if you yep. already use that energy up at school, then we're kind of treading water here, you know. And so that's that one of those things. Like I said, it's something that I'm kind of dealing with right now. If you're forced into the class, it's a totally different scenario, you know. But like you just be be wise with how you use your time and energy at school. You know, if you don't have to, then like, you know, there's plenty of other optional classes you could take that would not use up that energy so we can get good work done up here. You know, right. so that's basically what I'm having to deal dealing with a little bit right now on in this yep. situation. So Yeah, no, well good stuff. Um I want I want I wasn't planning on going off on a tangent on this one, but you said something that I think we need to dive into just briefly um, before we mm -hmm. wrap this thing up. Um, and that was, you were talking about becoming more explosive by training explosively. And there's a big thing that I see. We do a little bit of the strength stuff here. Um, there's a big thing that I see that kids get wrong way too much when it comes to explosive training. And that is they turn it into a cardio event. Yep. Now, if anyone's listening, Coaches do that too. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know it. I know too. it. Yep, I know it. Once you make your power work continuous, where there's no rest periods, it's no longer power work. You're, you're no longer there's getting the no max power. benefits of power training or explosive training. However, want to look at that. Um, you have to take long rest periods, and we. I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier: the whole idea of grinding and working hard. They see that downtime as Oh, you're not doing anything. Well, you are. Yep, you yep. really are. Those are that's an important yep. piece of the puzzle. That rest period in between those reps. Um, it's not about just rapid fire getting through it as fast as you can. Like if it says five sets of three, that means do three yep. and take your time before going again. Not just do 15 as quick as you can. Yep. It's not the same thing. Yep. And that's what everyone always says. Well, it's 15 of them. Like no, it's not 15. Five sets no, it's three. not. Five sets of three, three with lots of reps between. And I, I, I joke about this, but I'm really not joking. If you ever see my place personally, our gym, I'm looking around right now. There is not a single window in this building. This is a bubble that we're in because at our, at my old place and, and parents don't know, they just, it's their kids. They want their kids to be hard workers. And, you know, like when they see a kid kind of standing around between sets, if they're allowed to sit there and watch. They're like, what are you doing? Get moving. You know, they're yelling exactly. across the room. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, hey, chill. Like, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. So, like, really, that's why I don't allow parents to come in here. They're not really allowed on the turf in here. And right. we have a couple parents that I'll ask that I'll let them in because they front toss to kids. You know, like, there's just a few parents that I'll let in because I know they'll chill out. But, like, I'm like, dude, you did not come here to coach your kid. You know, like, chill out about that. And, you know, so – uh, that's why that, you know, that's why I don't really allow there to be a, a peanut gallery when, when we're in here training, because there is a lot of rest because that's the right way to do it. 
And yep. that actually, what you just said, kind of gets back on that thing with the school workouts, you know, like the coaches that are programming these things. It's like when you don't know what you don't know, the only thing you know is to annihilate. Right. And, and they're, they're also on a time crunch. Just, they're on a time crunch. Yeah, they are. And that, that doesn't help either. And right. so what you've got is you've got a list of things that you want to get done. And then you've got 45 minutes to do it. And without the confidence, and honestly, this came, this comes with age and experience. I'm 42 years old now and I'm getting, my wife says I turn into my dad more and more every single day. I'm getting to where I'm like, I really don't give a darn what you think, you know, like like if I, if I know it's right, then I'm not really going to worry about pleasing your eyeballs. So, you know, like that's kind of one of those things now, like it does take a little bit of confidence to have your athletes resting and if somebody comes in and goes in on you to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to turn around and leave, you know, like right. when I was younger, that was harder to do. Now I'm grumpy enough to where I'll do it. So, you know, right, right, like, right. Uh, I might not say it that abrupt, you know, like I might be a little more polite about it, but like, Hey, we got it under control. I appreciate that. Now you can go wait in your car, run an errand or whatever, you know, right. That's kind of what that is. Yeah. Look, I'm all for hard work. Um, I know that that's what everyone wants, yeah. but, there's a time and a place for it, right? Um, and yep. there's a lot of value in hard work. But at the end of the day, hard work only guarantees hard work. It doesn't guarantee results. And that's what we get so twisted with what we're doing. We think working hard equals results. It doesn't work that way. The, the laziest person you know, the laziest person you yeah. know could be a better athlete than you. It just doesn't yep. work I, that I way. I absolutely despise the phrase hard work pays off. Right. I I know I'm just, I'm just, I hate it because the right hard work pays off. The correct hard work pays off. If just because you're working hard does not mean jack, you know, like that, that's what leads to people doing workouts that make them vomit on a daily basis and then end up getting hurt. You know, like that's the type of stuff, the right work, the correct work is what pays off, you know? Yeah. Well, look, look, that's a whole nother tangent. Yeah, so just think about it. The, pe- the people upstairs making all the decisions, they work smart. The people down in the trenches yeah. are working harder. I mean, come on now. Yeah. We, we yep. want to work I mean, harder. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so, that's what it is. You know, like, yep. it's just, it's the way it is. You know, you got to remind people of that. So. Yep, absolutely. All right, Michael, well, this has been awesome, but we're going to wrap this up. Um, yeah, that's get good, back man. At it some other time. Whenever. Yeah, whenever, man. Just let me know. All right, well, appreciate you coming on, as always. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good day. Yep. You too. Thanks for listening to the Mazingo Baseball Podcast. I need y'all to do me a favor. Go check out all the social media accounts. It's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Mazingo Baseball. The website's MazingoBaseball.com. And be sure to check out the e-guide I wrote called Young Guns. Um, It's a 90-page e-guide dedicated to, to pitching development from the youth levels all the way through. It's got a ton of supplemental videos that come along with it, including the Ground Force video series. And if you feel up to it, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of the show.